Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks today. And what a... Uh, what a message that we heard from Stephanie yesterday. It was exciting, almost. You say, how can it be exciting that as we listen to Stephanie's testimony and how she had went through that terrible, uh, terrible ordeal in Cameroon where uh, she lost her dear husband and she comes back and they bury him. She's trying to get her life together. And all of a sudden, she's experiencing some of the worst physical pain she ever did in her life. And she finds out that she has these tumors all over the liver. And, and folks, you and I both know what you're thinking when that comes. You're, you're thinking that, oh boy, uh, here we go again. You know, I got these tumors all over my liver. Uh, you know, the kids are going to be without a parent. And, and I, I recounted yesterday that I remember uh, telling Stephanie as we spoke that she should tell the kids everything in that picture that's out there. We, Stephanie, we got to find that picture and put it out on Helpful Wounded Spirits. By, by the way, good morning to you, Stephanie. How are you today? Good morning. I'm rejoicing in the Lord. And that's a great place to be. And, and uh, so we, we want to find that picture for you and put it out on the uh, Helpful Wounded Spirits. So you can see all the kids so serious looking at mom as mom saying, hey, we're going to trust God. I don't know what I have. But but I I believe I believe Stephanie had cancer. I know some of you say, Doug, oh, you're a freak. You're you're a Jesus freak. I am a Jesus freak. I believe God's you know the pain that she was in that uh, she she has different pain from muscular stuff that happened during the uh, uh, martyrdom and and when Charles was shot. But but I'll tell you something. Uh, God has looked out for Stephanie in every way. And there's a joy that comes out of that. You say, well, Doug, how do you understand that? How does somebody have their husband uh, killed, tells her eight kids, chased around Cameroon, trying to get out of the country, uh, gets back home, trying to get her life together, buries her husband, starts going through the greatest pain ever, has PTSD, which is terrible. And those of you listening who have PTSD, those of you listening who have hurting hearts, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And then you come to us, Brother Doug, and you tell us that there's a joy you only know in suffering. Believe me, there's a joy that's so awesome uh, when you're in the middle of suffering and you realize that God, that God is going to use it. When you realize that it's all about God. And, uh, oh man, boy, does God change everything. I want to share a verse with you. We remember Joseph and, and boy, do... Uh, do Debbie and I and, and Stephanie love the story of Joseph and I've been preaching a message three or four years out of Joseph and uh, in different churches but you know it tells us in in Genesis in chapter 50 and verse 50 five zero again that New England thing Stephanie what is going on with that accent I need to go to speech therapy or something man I, I still got that New England thing going on man after all the I mean I'm living in the heart of Dixie what is that all about? But anyway, but it says in the Bible in verse number 20, but as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring it to pass. It is, it is this day to save much people alive. And I always get to that. I almost cry a little bit because how God 
has used those terrible things Stephanie had been through. I met a lady whose son had died, whose life was upside down, whose husband got out of jail. And she stood in front of Stephanie. I'll never forget this. Down in Georgia, Debbie and I and the kids, and we were all there. And, and we had preached the message. We had a couple people saved already. And, and uh, this lady stood there. And I'll never forget, she made the comment, my son died. Uh, my husband just got out of jail. My life's uh, God doesn't love me. And Stephanie looked at her and said, my husband, the father of my eight children, was sh- murdered in Cameroon. And I'll never forget that lady going down the hall and getting saved. And, and you say, well, Brother Doug, how's their joy in that? Because God used that terrible trial. God did something with it. And you know what he did? He saved that girl alive, Stephanie. And while Stephanie was leading that young lady to the Lord and God miraculously saved her, I was leading her husband to the Lord. And, you know, let me tell you something, friends. There's great joy in that. But as for you, you thought it for evil against me. Do you remember the chorus to the song we wrote, Stephanie? You meant it for evil, for God meant it for good. Do you remember the chorus to that? I always do this. Before, before I answer that question, <laughs> is, there, is there a condition coming with it? Yeah, I want you if to sing. I, I want if you, I remember, then I'm trying to feel like I'm, you know, like back in the I, I want you to class. sing that chorus. I think it's applicable. <laughs> I think it's okay, let me see. I don't have the words, but I think I can remember the chorus. Um, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. You tried to hurt me, but my God let me live through <laughs> Through many trials and suffering, I chose to follow him. Now many will be saved alive, for real life is found in him. Praise God. So anyway, that song, uh, I could have written 27 verses to that song, but I sent Stephanie, I think just three or four. It's still a very long song, and she did wonders with her editing, of course, and changing the music style. But the point is, uh, boy, what God can do through your trials. There are people out there, the devil, there are people out there shooting for you and after you, and boy, they, they meant it for evil how God used that. And so that's where we are, Stephanie. This great joy you found in leading that lady to the Lord in Georgia, seeing her husband saved, these ladies you are helping, these people whose lives are upside down, people we know are actually for the very first time reading the Bible and studying God's word. And and what's that joy like? How did you find that joy? And uh, tell us about it. Well, for in a huge way, um, that joy comes with peace. Um, they kind of go hand in hand of, um, as we have that peace that passes all understanding, God gives us his joy. And I think there's a huge, you know, we have the fruit of the spirit, which is love, joy, peace, long suffering, um, that whole list there in Galatians. And as we love the Lord with all of our heart, soul, and mind, and give him our desires, our plans, our life. He gives us joy in who he is. And um, yeah. I, I, there, it's 
sometimes I'm like, how do you even explain that joy? And in some ways it isn't explainable in words. I think it's more like lived out in our testimony and God, it's God giving us that strength and that smile when we don't really want to smile or whatever the case is. And I think that joy also comes with stepping out by faith and obedience and knowing that, um, God is worthy of our trust and knowing that he says, uh, one of my favorite verses, I actually have it hanging in my room, but it says, there's no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear. And as we have that perfect love and place, place our confidence in him, he gives us joy. And um, as we have joy, that gives us strength. You know, it's, it's kind of this cycle and it all works together. Yeah. And um, there's that love, joy, peace combination that just is very real. And I think a large extent of God uses other people in our lives to he's, he wants us to be building each other up. And that's an ele- another element in the joy factor is um, putting, you know, asking God to give for you friends, asking God to use you as a friend in someone else's life to bring joy into their life. Yeah. And um, if you're if you're someone who brings stress and a level of chaos and disturbance with you, then you're you need to reevaluate who you are because that is not what a friend should be. Amen. Um, that, our yeah. friend should bring love, yeah. joy, peace. They should be just demonstrating that. That should so much be flowing out of their countenance, their words, their actions, that when they're around their quote-unquote friends, that is what they bring to the air. That's what they bring to the mood, to the conversations, to the activities. If you bring chaos, stress, tension, then uh, you need to reevaluate who you are who you are as a person because that is just not a good thing and um i'm very thankful the lord um had given me the hicks who very much brought that love joy peace and my parents and then um a huge thing for me was when the lord brought you and debbie into my life um i honestly had not even though i could smile you know i could i could get by and i had the joy of the lord in my heart i had not laughed I don't think I had laughed one time since Charles had died mm. until I met you. <laughs> yeah. and, well, I'm glad um, you laughed, praise God. Yeah. And God brought back my laugh. And um, I remember the, the day you left, it hitting me. I've laughed the last several days. And it was kind of a weird thing because I hadn't done it in so long. Um, and I was almost afraid to laugh. And as you all know, there are still days that I get where I'm afraid to laugh because I'm almost like if I get too happy, something bad is going to happen again, again, again. Boy, now my English is going weird. Well, I was going to um, say something, but it's it's always been a little bit odd. But anyway, yeah. Oh, well, see, I've got the Yankee thing going, just the Midwestern thing, yeah. you know, so... Um, but yeah, there's that element of be a friend who brings joy. God uses, God uses our friends to build us up. You should be a friend who builds up others. If you have a friend who has PTSD or has been through trauma, now don't be over the top, but just ask the Lord, Lord, show me, help me to show your joy. Help me to convey that and yeah, help me to bring a smile to people's face. And I tell you, these last, during this whole COVID thing, and, you know, 
wearing a smile, smiling with your eyes, having just people need that. You can have a huge impact on someone just walking past them in the store and smiling and saying, hey, how are you? Because a lot of people don't have anyone in their life who's giving them joy or who's just being their friend. And being someone's friend can bring them a lot of joy. It can. And, and um, I, I think so, that I think the joy in the trial, the joy in the trial, when 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 you realize when people who are listening, Stephanie, when the terrible thing that maybe brought a lot of these people to PTSD or to have hurting hearts and everybody's been through something terrible and, you know, maybe the atrocity, maybe the abuse. Uh, and mm-hmm. I think I think what I'm trying to encapsulate here is that feel when that girl gets saved, when her husband gets saved, when the kid's life are on a completely different trajectory, there's a joy that's beyond understanding. It means that what you went through, the loss, the terrible times, what what happened was worth it in a way. Yeah. Well, I think Joseph had that. Yeah. He had to have for him to have it. You know, that's why he had an excellent spirit is because he had the joy of the Lord. Um, and there's a trust element there that when you're in, in the midst of a trial and I don't have this mastered by any means, (laughs) but that just that element of it, there's a joy too, I think for me in the midst of the trial that comes by remembering God's promises and remembering that I love the verse that says, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things. And saying, God, you've promised as I call on you. You've said, ask, and you shall receive. Seeking, you shall find. Knock, and the door shall be opened. And claiming, you know, reading, memorizing, meditating on, and claiming those promises of God. Because his word is alive. It's quick. It's powerful. And realizing those promises are to us. We're his children. And those promises are to us. And to claim those, to rest in those. And um, in Second Corinthians, Paul said, um, in chapter 6, verse 10, he said, As sorrowful, yet always rejoicing, as poor, yet making many rich, as having nothing, yet and yet possessing all things. And it, it's, it seems like complete oxymoron, you know, 180 degree opposite um, situations. But Paul's saying, you know, even in the midst of sorrow, there can be joy, there can be rejoicing. And I remember that um, even with Charles, funeral and memorial service how the lord gave me and was there tears was there a heart that was completely fogged over and so tired and messed up yeah but i remember feeling a joy and peace that was very real and in the midst of that god gave me um gave me a heart cry through charles funeral private funeral and then his public memorial service a heart cry god would you Give me someone here that I can show your love to today. Would you? And the Lord answered that prayer um, the day after Charles' private memorial service. The Lord gave me the privilege of leading um, a cousin of his to the Lord that I had been praying for for the past 14 years. Wow. And I got to lead her to the Lord the day after Charles' funeral. And 
you know, I remember we were sitting there and she's asking me all these whys that I didn't have answers for, um, for her life, for what had happened to Charles, all these things. And I didn't have answers. I still don't. But I knew God was faithful. And there was, God gave me, I think in many ways, that's what gave me any, uh, you know, and it was the Lord's strength that gave me any vision to keep going was the fact that God gave me those, those, that joy, you know, that joy that comes as you serve him, as you trust him, as you obey him. He brings that joy because he is that joy. It's not something in us. It's all about who he is in us and what he is to us. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. And I, I think there's something, uh, I think there's something brewing when we're in the midst of our trials. I think that God, and, and I know this sounds weird to you folks listening, I think we're in, when we're in the midst of our trials, our hearts are tender, our life is in a, a place where we're willing to submit, where we're willing to go all out. And, and I think Stephanie's words ring true here. And I think the most important thing to understand is there's great joy in the trials. And you say, well, Brother Doug, how can there be joy in losing Charles Wesco, her husband? There wasn't joy in that, but there was joy in what came out of that. Even today, Stephanie's helping many ladies. Even today, Stephanie's helping children. Even today, Stephanie's writing and recording these podcasts and being used. Even today, you can take that trial you've been through and turn it around and let God use it in your life and, and, and realize that there's, there's a reason far bigger than us that we can bring. In some way, Stephanie, and as I wind down, but just quickly, in some way, don't you see uh, awesomeness? in the trial now, uh, being able to help people? Yes. Well, there's that, um, I was just telling a friend this week, um, there's something so, it leaves me in awe of who God is, not of who I am, because the me is pretty messed up, but who God is, because he can take so many situations, not just Charles' death, but other situations in life that have left me at a point of hopelessness or a point of complete, you know, feeling like it's completely dark and what are you doing, God? And how can you turn being deceived? How can you turn being betrayed or maligned? How can you turn this into good? And how can you turn, you know, three years of preparation to go to the mission field, being there 12 days and then it's all over? How can you turn that into good? Yeah. And then I see God work. Yeah. And I see God show himself strong. And it's not about me. It's never about us. It's us being tools. It's us being surrendered to him. And then him honoring, glorifying himself. And that's what the life of Christ was all about. And where he lives in and through us. Yeah. And it's about living Jesus. You know, it's about who Jesus is to us. And yeah. that's what the Christian life is all about. Yeah, I think I think you nailed it right there. Folks in closing, listen, it's so significant to understand this joy in the trials. You can take the trials laying on your couch, or you can take the trials on the phone helping people. You can take the trials uh, loving people. You can take the trials 
talking to old cousins you haven't seen in a while. You can take the trials of being up front with your kids and singing and writing songs. You can you can realize that, that the devil, those persons meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. We sure do love you folks. We're so appreciative to be able to come to you today, and we pray that uh, God would bless you over and over again. We look forward to talking to you tomorrow. May God bless you. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at woundedspirits.com.